Eva and I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds, rate, comment, all greatly appreciate it. So yes, one, I'm excited because we're talking about a thriller, a mystery, a TV show. You guys know I have been literally complaining for the past year and a half about TV in general. So I'm excited to talk about a new series, but also I have a completely new like recording setup. So fingers crossed (laughs) that this is going to work out the way that I wanted to. In my headphones, I feel like I'm hearing things, but you never know until you get into like the post-production and try to edit it all together. So Hopefully what you hear sounds crystal clear and the setup works. Otherwise, we're going back to the old setup and you'll have to hear my sometimes angry laptop (laughs) in the background when I try to record, but we'll see. So anyway, we are discussing Clickbait, which is a new series that dropped on Netflix. It dropped August 25th. So it's been out for just about a week now, or by the time you hear this, it would have been a week, Um, but literally just about a week. I watched this on Saturday. I watched it in one day, one sitting. You guys know, I mean, the show is called Currently Binging, so you know I love a good binge. This was no different. I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, first of all, y'all know drama and thriller is already going to be like my thing. (laughs) If you had to tell, if you had to ask me what my favorite genre was, that would be it. Uh, So of course the trailer already pulled me in, but then I look at the cast and I'm like, the cast also pulls me in because we have, or at least, well, no, actually a few of them. So we had Zoe Kazan, Betty Gabriel, uh, Adrian Grenier, Oh, you guys know I'd be messing up names. Like I can read them and they make sense. And then when I try to say them, my mouth is just like not connected to my brain, but (laughs) that's neither here nor there. Um, I think those are probably like the main top ones who probably would be like the most familiar, um, off the top, just based off the trailer. So I was like, okay, the premise sounds interesting. A father is snatched up and reappears online holding a sign talking about he's going to die at 5 million views. I mean, <laughs> that pulled me in right away. So was super excited to get this started. And then I saw that it was eight episodes and y'all know I can talk at length about how long some of these shows are just based on the episodes alone. But I do love a good short season of TV. Like if we can just tighten it up and just get to the story. I think that one, it shows how good the storytelling is if you can get your story across in a limited number of episodes and it eliminates the need for a bunch of filler and details and info that we do not need that does not contribute to the overarching story or at least the story for that season in any way. I usually say like, what what can we expect in season two and all of that for the end? This, I'm going to say right now, is a show that I am not expecting to get another season from because it makes no sense to get another season from this unless they completely change up the characters and do a, um, like, you know, the series that they do when every season is, like, a different story. 
Like if they were to do it that way, then I could see them trying to give it a second season. Not saying that's something that I necessarily want. I think this just functions as a good one season show of TV. And you guys, we have a lot to like unpack here. I'm not anticipating that this episode is going to be long, but if you've listened for a while, then you know that <laughs> I say that and then it ends up being an hour long episode. So before we dive all the way in head first, I have to give my warnings. This is a spoiler filled podcast. There will be spoilers for potentially any and everything. If it's something not related to the show, I usually will give that warning ahead of time. Although I try not to spoil things that aren't related to whatever I'm talking about. But like if there's a book or anything related to the show or movie or whatever that I'm talking about, that will be spoiled and it will be talked about. But in this case, there is no movie. So there's that. This is a solo hosted show. It is just me. So I go all over the place. <laughs> If you listen for a while, you're probably not in your head like, yeah, girl, you do. But I go all over the place. I have to keep my own self accountable. So like if you don't like a bumpy ride or something that's a little bit off kilter or off center, then this is probably not the show for you. And I would suggest that you go check out another awesome podcast because there are lots of podcasts to choose from because it's awesome. The world that we live in where there's just tons of choices for many things. So yeah, let's get into this. So clickbait, eight episodes. Already, I want to talk, let's talk about the pacing. Because, you know, I go into these, these things and I'm like, how are we going to dissect this? Do we go character by character? Do we go episode by episode? I think for this, because each episode is centered around a character, it probably makes the most sense to go episode by episode. But again, this is Eva, guys. They're probably going to jump all around. So <laughs> let's just see how we how we do this. And I do have notes. If you've listened for a while, then you know that um, for anything that I binge, as in sit and watch an entire anything of that I'm expecting to talk about, I do take notes for it. And I take notes for like, I separate it by episode. So I have notes. <laughs> Also, it's a mystery, and you know I love to solve a mystery. So I was talking about this earlier because um, I was talking about this show to my family because they literally just watched it last night. <laughs> and I was like, I have like a 98.5% accuracy rate when it comes to figuring out like who did whatever in a mystery. And my sister was like, well how do you even know that? But like, I know that just based on the amount of things that I watch and the amount of times that I get things right versus wrong, it's not really an accurate measurement, but I say that to say, and I've talked about this previously. I read a lot of mystery. I watch a lot of mystery at this point. It's pretty, I don't want to say easy, but you start to pick up on a lot of the signs of who the potential, um, culprit could be as you continue to watch these types of shows or read these types of books. I will say I did not get this right as in who did it. I don't think anyone got it right as to who did it for the show. If you did, you are lying because there is no way at all, like literally no way at all that you would have been able to figure out who the murderer was based off of everything that they showed us because it's not there. I took notes. 
so every hypothesis that I had for this show logically made sense. Uh, some of it did actually come true. And one of the one of the things that is pro probably like a giveaway when you have something where it's like they're waiting to the end to reveal whoever the killer is, is that the Earl like as they're as you're going through the show or the series or whatever and you start to see other people in the show kind of having like the same thoughts as you as far as who the suspect could be. And they start like trying to solve it early on. That's probably an indicator that that person is not the person who did it. And so we had a lot of that and it worked for this show because each show revolved around an individual character and it kind of helped flesh it out. So it's probably easy if I start with what my who my suspect list was because you know I have one. So <laughs> I started this off after we got the first episode, which was the sister, and I was like, okay, because the one thing I didn't do is I didn't look at all of the episode names because once I saw the sister, I was like, okay. But then I saw the second one. The second one was like the detective. I was like, okay, so every episode is gonna focus around someone, therefore I probably shouldn't look at the like episode names because it's probably gonna give it away. So episode two, I wrote down logical suspects, FYI, logical episode names. <laughs> so I had Nick, this was prior to us even finding out, like finding his body and confirming that he was dead because you know, there are people who will fake these things, hello, OBX, if, you, if we have any viewers from there, you then you know what I'm talking about. There are people who will fake these types of things. So <laughs> I had Nick as a suspect. I had his wife, of course, his sister, his friend. I put friend because I didn't know his name until like later on in the series, but essentially Matt. And then I had a student because they kept pushing this whole, like, some big secrecy going on with the um, students because Nick is, like, a physical therapist and works at the college. So there was this whole thing that was going on with the Jenny girl, and she, it looked like they were trying to cover something up, and there was some inappropriateness that was happening. So I put a, a, the student or a student there because I wasn't quite sure who it would be. I put his son, the oldest one, because... You know, he was in the trailers and then also, you know how Netflix will like switch out the um, cover art for their shows and he was on one of the cover, he was like one of the cover art features or whatever. So I was like, that's suspect. <laughs> also, if you're a first time listener, like, then you should probably know that I don't really trust anyone and everyone is suspicious or a suspect to me until they are proven not to be a suspect or guilty. <laughs> so going into anything, everyone is guilty until they show me something that just 1000% confirms that they aren't. So the son was good, was like on my suspect list. <laughs> Didn't know how he was going to do it. He was, I would say he was lower on my list, but he was on there. And then, um, I put the mom. I don't know who I was talking about when I put mom there, but I put mom and then I put a family member we don't yet know about. So in looking at that suspect list and seeing how things played out, for the most part, I would have gotten it right had we not gotten what we got in the end, which was completely <laughs> irrelevant to anything that we saw take place on screen because the person who actually did it, we only saw 
I want to say one time, the only time I remember seeing her is when they went to Memorial and she hugged, um, why can I not remember the wife's name? She hugged Sophie, uh, when they first arrived at the Memorial. And then the only other time we saw her outside of the last episode was when Pia, who is the most frustrating character I have watched on a TV series in a very, well, I don't want to say that because I've seen some very, actually, there were a couple of very irritating characters on this show. I would have to say they're probably at the top of my list of most irritating, frustrating characters to watch. Pia and I believe her name was Emma, the mistress, very, very high on my list of irritating characters. But anyway, we're going to get to that. But <laughs> we all know, because again, this is a spoiler filled podcast and therefore you should have watched this before you listen to it, but <laughs> make sure I put that out there again for those who may have missed it the first time. But the person who actually committed the crime happened to be Dawn, who was like the, I don't know if she was the, the secretary or like the administrative lead or manager or whatever. Like we never really know what her role is, but essentially she works at the school with Nick and Matt. And so <laughs> we only see her at the memorial, like I said already. And then the next time we see her is when Pia is essentially, cause you know, she's playing, um, what's the word? Like self-made detective. I don't know. I can't think of the word right now, but she's playing like investigative, um, person. And, <laughs> and she shows up at Matt's office demanding to be let onto his computer. I was just like, oh my gosh. By that point, I was just like, if Pia got hit by a car, honestly, I would hope she wouldn't die, but like at least it would take her out of being in the way all the time and she would have to be at the hospital because <laughs> she was doing too much. But that was the second time that we saw um, freaking, what's her name? Dawn was when Pia went to the office to try to look at Matt's computer. And then outside of that, we saw her in the end. So there weren't really any clues given to us to be like, Dawn is the one or was involved because she's not the one who killed him. Her husband did, but she was involved in Nick's murder. And when we got to the final episode, because again, like I said, there are some things that are like pretty standout or like stand, not pretty standout, but that are kind of clues to like, oh, it's not going to be this person. And by, in the way that each episode ended, kind of revealed who the next episode was going to focus on. So like when the sister ended, we ended with it on um, the t detective. And then the next episode was the detective. And then we ended that episode um, with a shot on Sophie. And then the next episode was the wife. So like you kind of like figured out who the next episode was going to be. So when we were on The Sun, because I was, by the time we got to... What episode was it? By the time we got to The Reporter, I was like, we have three episodes left. And so I was like, and we found out about um, the girl who had ended up killing herself, who for some reason name I did not write down here, but we have found out that she had a brother. And so I was like, 
So one of the episodes is going to be the brother. And I was like, one of the episodes is for sure going to be the son because why would they put him one in the trailer, but also as like the cover art for the episode. And then I was like, the last episode, episode eight, I was like, this has to be the friend. Cause like <laughs> at that point, there was no one left. And especially when we got to the sun and cause I knew like the sun didn't do it. Um, I should probably say his name instead of continuing to call him the son. Cause there were two sons. I knew Ethan hadn't done it by the time we got to like the brother. Cause it just, it never really made sense for it to have been Ethan or even the um, younger one, Kai, because Kai one is, there's no way. <laughs> and it doesn't make sense. But it especially didn't make sense for Ethan as well, just based on like everything that we were uncovering while the story was unfolding. So by the time we got to um, the brother, I was like, oh, it's not the son. And then when um, the brother confessed to like kidnapping Nick, but then letting him go, then I was like, okay, then it has to be Matt because <laughs> he was the only person from my original list and I was like it had to be Matt or the student I was kind of like it's not a student because they kept mentioning everything that was going on at the school but it kind of was like playing a backseat to everything else that was going on which made me think it may not be that important and they even had the scene where um I can't remember who it was but they located the girl who quit the um volleyball team like located where she was working but then they didn't talk to her that was like halfway through the series and then um, she ends up, I believe it was Pia, ends up talking to her like towards the end of the season. So like the whole student scenario, I was like, I'll throw that out. Cause at this point, it just seems like they don't, it's not really important to the narrative of what's going on. Even when we, it's like revealed that someone was using Nick's profile to catfish, to catfish these women. And I was like, it has to be Matt. Like who... Who else could it be? It makes, of everything that we've seen, there is literally no one else it could be. And then we end the episode with Kai going with his bat. I was like, what did I write down? Because Kai, he had punched the, the, his classmate in the face, broke his nose. <laughs> then he saw that message um, that uh, the girl sent to Ethan with the address and he went walking down the street with his bat. I was like, this little one is feisty. That's what I wrote down. This little one is feisty. But we see him walking. He knocks on the door. And he opens it. Oh, he opens it. No, he knocks on the door. And then someone opens it. And we see that it's Dawn. And that's how episode seven ends. And I was like, are you effing kidding me? Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> I was so, I was so mad because I was just like, there is no way. There is no way. It makes absolutely no sense. The first thing I said, one of the first thing I said was, are you, are you effing kidding me? And then the second thing that I said immediately, immediately following that was they really buried the lead here. Like they really buried, <laughs> they like, they didn't even bury, they didn't even attempt because there was nothing to point to it being Dawn. And if you can tell me, anyone listening, any clues that you can pull from everything that we watch to be like, oh, well, this shows why it could have been Dawn. No, there is nothing. Even if you go back to the episode or like an episode prior, or was it the same? Was it still episode seven? When she let Pia look at Matt's computer. Even then, like, 
there was just nothing to suggest that she was the one who had any knowledge into what had happened with Nick. So I don't know. It was a very disappointing. It was a huge letdown to me. I was, I, I can't even say that I was really that angry. I was just like, and watched the last episode. I was just like, this all is ridiculous. And to me, and I know there's so much other more that we need to get into, but like, for me, the fun of like a mystery or trying to solve who did it before you get to the end, like that is the fun of watching something like that. So to spend all that time thinking about like who did it, looking at the at the clues and trying to piece it all together to get to the end and it be someone who literally made, had no... There were no warnings. There were no signs. There were no anything. It was just like they came out of nowhere and you wanted to have this really, um, this was a very well-paced show. This is a show that literally keeps you watching from episode to episode, which is like, if you think about Netflix and like all the streaming and stuff like that, that's what they want you to do to keep watching and not turn it off. But like literally because it just seemed to always be some type of twist and turn towards the end of the episode. You genuinely wanted to keep watching to figure out what the hell was going on only to get to the end. And it'd be something that felt like they just pulled it out of thin air and was like, oh, this is the person who did it. Have fun. Like, <laughs> it was so disappointing. But like, I couldn't even be like, I was mad, but like not mad enough to be like, oh, I'm not watching this, blah, blah, blah. It was like, no you're going to have to explain to me why it makes sense for Don to be involved with how Nick died. Because <laughs> it still does not make sense. So to see how everything played out and it was her husband, it does not make sense. So if anything, Don could have been charged. And as I'm watching this, I'm like, what even is the penalty for like catfishing someone? Do you even get jail time for that? I feel like you would get community service and like a slap on a wrist, maybe a fine, unless it led to like that person who was catfishing you ended up killing someone, then yeah, they probably could have finagled something because the girl ended up committing suicide. But I feel like that would have been hard and drawn out in court that I don't know if anything ever would have came of it. So like at most, you're talking possibly community service, having to pay a fine, um, for impersonating Nick, but her husband thought it was something worth killing him over. Like that just, <sighs> do you see why that doesn't make sense? It was just like, that just seemed to be, to come out of left field that that was his immediate choice when Nick showed up and confronted her about catfishing all these women online or impersonating him and catfishing all of these women online. And his, her husband's first response is to bash him on the back of the head with a hammer. <laughs> Does not make sense. And the fact that like all the stuff that started and was created was because Don was out here catfishing people. And then they also try to bury it because like you spent all this time being like, oh, Nick was out here, like, messing with all these women, even though he really wasn't. But, like, although Don was in the wrong, <laughs> she only started because she saw the alert from the message that he got from one of his 
from the dating profile that I guess he used to have or used at some point. So he did indeed create a dating profile while he was married, but which is like, why? I don't understand that. I mean, I guess we'll never understand because he's dead, but like he still created it, but still Donald's in the room because she essentially impersonated him and then created 50 other <laughs> dating profiles. So I don't know. It was just all insanity um, that that was the outcome of like who was the person who did it and the reasoning behind it just didn't seem to justify like it just it just didn't seem like the right ending or the right outcome for how this whole thing was set up and how like well paced it was even with all the characters who were super irritating and frustrating to watch so Pia was one by the end of it I was so done with Pia I was like I think this is episode seven I can't remember where she went but, um, yeah, I think it was episode seven where she went and confronted him or like went and looked on his computer and I wrote, oh my gosh, she's a freaking psycho. <laughs> and then, um, going to Sacramento, I was like, what are you doing? Like, can you sit down somewhere? It made it hard. Like, you want to have sympathy for her because, like, this is her brother. But granted, the way we're introduced, the way we're introduced to a lot of these characters is kind of, like, in a way that you're like, mm, are they a good person? Are they not a good person? Because we start off seeing her getting kicked out of um, Nick's house because they have some type of argument. But um, the way that we're introduced to her, she's just, like, already at... A thousand and she spends the entire season at at least a thousand and so it's really hard to watch because you're just like why are you doing these things why are you making these decisions why can't you let the police do your do their job you're going to get yourself killed you're going to get someone else killed like it was just really frustrating irritating to watch and then they added in emma who was also a very frustrating character to watch if you've listened for a while then like one of my things that just there are like few things that really, 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 really irritate me and make me want to like stop watching something <laughs> or be mad until it's resolved. One of them being when people like take other people's children. This is in real life, but like on t on TV shows and movies and things like that. When people take people's children, I get really, really upset. We're actually going to talk about this because in the next up in the future episode because I'm doing something a little different. So stay tuned for that episode. I'm not going to mention it here now, but there's an episode coming up. It's an old TV show or like a show that aired a couple years back and I'm going to be discussing, discussing it. And I'm excited to talk about it because it was a crazy show. But anyway, so <laughs> when people's kids get taken, I get super angry about that. When people cheat, I get super angry about that. In real life, pathological liars, like, cannot even deal with literally but like on a tv show where people cheat and then yeah if that if one if one of the people who are cheating are in a relationship or married it's a 1000 percent on them but if the other person is in the relationship and there's one thing to be like oh you're in a relationship but you didn't know like they were married or something like that but then you find out that they are married it is still 1000 percent that person's 
um, fault the one who's in the relationship. But if at the point that you find out that they're in a relationship and you still continue on with that relationship, then you have to take some of the blame as well. So to watch Emma show up and you knew that she knew that uh, Nick was married, even though like her whole thing ended up being insane because come to find out she never even met him in person, which makes her showing up in Oakland even more crazy. <laughs> the First of all, the Mitchell's episode for me, I probably have the most notes on that one because I was just like done. <laughs> I wrote, first of all, the audacity for her to think it's okay for her to insert herself <laughs> into the situation for a man that she essentially started dating online and didn't even really have, well, in hindsight, she never even met him in real life. But at that moment in time when we meet her, we're to assume that they had some type of a um, relationship or something, but it was still like, he was still married girl. So the fact that you showed up in Oakland while this family is at, at the time that she shows up, they're still looking for him. So they're assuming he's still alive, but she shows up or no, was he still alive or had he just died? Episode three. <laughs> So much happened in a short amount of time, or episode four. I think he had died by that time. Yeah. So, shows up. <laughs> shows up at their house. And even her friend was like, what do you think you're going to accomplish going there? You need to come home. This makes no sense. You sound crazy. She was crazy the entire time. Then she followed Sophie when she was going to look for Ethan when he ran off then confronted her and then got upset when Sophia is pretty much like, <laughs> pretty much was like, go home girl. Like you have no, you have no skin in the game here. And then <laughs> she goes and seeks out Matt or not seeks him out, but she goes to the memorial, talks to Matt and then has a conversation with Pia, which that, that conversation, cause Pia took her number or whatever. It even kind of felt like she, I don't know. It, I was getting weird vibes there. And I was just like, are we trying to like create some type of relationship or something? Or do you believe her that she, when she was like, oh, your brother told me all this about your, about his relationship and about you guys and all this other stuff. And it kind of felt, seemed like she wanted to create, like at least keep the line of communication open, which should have been like some type of a warning sign that, <laughs> They both were crazy, but <laughs> then she goes back to the hotel and then she gets like ran off the road and she's in the hospital. And then it finally takes them being like, oh, you weren't the other only one. There were other girls that he was doing the same thing with. This was his MO for her to finally be like, oh, he didn't love me. So of course she goes to the media. And I was just like, and I wrote, and I don't even remember what this was about, but again, I told you, the mistress, the mistress episode, I had so many notes. <laughs> but I was like, are they trying to create sympathy for Emma? Because I don't have any, especially since it seems she knew he was married with kids. I don't know what that was about. And I was like, now she's going on a media tour. I was so over, I was so over her. So um, the comment to find out, when we find out during episode seven, The Sun, that she hadn't even met him in person. I was like, she's crazy. She is legitimately crazy. There is no way. And the fact that she 
came all the way out here for someone that she never even met in person and then lied to the police, lied to the media, lied to everyone about actually meeting him and then didn't even want to tell uh, Ethan the truth still. I was just like, oh my gosh, I cannot. Uh, her and Pia were fighting for top spot of most entertaining for this season, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, what else? Because I've, I've told you guys I was not going to try to have this be long. But of course, once I get to talking, I can't stop. <laughs> uh, the reporter, I thought it was interesting to do, it from, do an episode from the reporter's POV. Um, very much over-exaggerated. This is definitely like, you know, it's TV. So they're going to over-exaggerate everything. Like the insanity with the media being camped out in front of their house like that. And like some of the things that they were saying, him sneaking into her house as a delivery man, posed as a delivery man, going all the way to Sacramento and breaking into the brother's house. I was just like, <laughs> y'all really are trying it. You really are trying it with the season, but it's still entertaining to watch, which was a plus side until you get to episode eight. And it's just like, what was all this for? Really? What was it for? Because I feel bamboozled. And I feel like you tried to take advantage of my time and there was no real payoff, but... It is what it is. It is a fun show to watch. It had a great pacing, like I said. The acting was really good. You literally, like, the fact that they did it the way, because sometimes you watch things like this and they'll do um, it where every episode focuses on one character. You kind of get insight into, like, their, or insight from their POV as we're going through, like, the overall story, which I enjoy. And I love a lot of times, but sometimes it can feel a little spoilery or not spoilery oh my gosh it can feel a little blurry <laughs> oh my gosh I don't know why I said spoilery it can feel a little foolery like there's just all this extra stuff that we don't need or it doesn't really contribute to the overall story but I think the thing that worked here is that it really focused on the main story at hand which was what the hell happened to Nick? What is going on? What are all these different things? Cause like when you, early on when we got like the mistress and the detective and I was just like, oh, I don't know what's happening here. But the fact that they were able to keep you like wanting to look or wanting to watch and wanting to go into the next episode to get to the end to figure out what the hell is going on. Cause the story just kept getting even more insane. Like, I think if anything, I would give it pluses for that. <laughs> But yeah, and I have to say, everyone who I know who's watched it has literally said the same thing. Like, they felt like they had to get to the end to figure out what was going on. No one I've talked to has liked how it's ended <laughs> online and in, in, in real life. No one, at least nothing that I've read or anyone that I've talked to have liked how things wrapped up for this show. Because again, like I already said, it takes the fun out of watching these because you're like trying to figure out what's going on to get to the end and there not be a payoff because they literally buried the lead on it. But yeah, so that's all I have to say. I feel like I talked long enough <laughs> about this, but I wanna know what you guys thought about clickbait. Did you figure it out? Honestly, really, did you figure it out? Don't lie to me, because I know you're lying if you said that you figured it out, because there's no way. <laughs> but <laughs> let me know what you guys thought about clickbait. Um, again, like I said, I don't think we need any other seasons of this. I think one season is fine. I don't even really want to see a season where we do a different story because then it's like, how can you make it? Cause, and especially because it's something called like clickbait. So it's like, 
focus on the media and how people are like entrenched in like social world and all that stuff and online life and all that and it's really hard like when you do something pretty good the first time to try to replicate it because then you can see them like trying to make it better than the first one which is why I still have yet to watch season two of The Circle because <laughs> I just don't think there's any way that it can be as authentic as the first one even for like something like Love is Blind I don't even think I would watch the second season of that because like you got to see the first season and so you have a blueprint of what to do and so then it's not going to feel as authentic or as real i know that has nothing to do with this but i'm just using it as an example but yeah i don't know what you guys thought let me know and i'll talk to you guys in the next episode that's the end of the episode thanks for sticking through it to the end be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currently binging on instagram and at currently on twitter also hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and i'll talk to you in the next one